Thank you so much for joining us. Absolutely. All the best. On Wall Street today, a down end to kind of a down year. We'll have all the details when we do the numbers. As you're planning your New Year's Eve festivities, where to get a dinner reservation, where to watch the Times Square ball drop, ESPN is hoping that you will make time for college football playoffs. There are two games on today, one this afternoon and one tonight. It's the first time playoff games have been on New Year's Eve, and college football officials and ESPN are trying to lay claim to a new tradition. But this new tradition, and isn't that an oxymoron, could be a tough sell to advertisers. Marketplace's Andy Euler has that story. Ratings for the college football playoffs were huge last year. Both semifinals saw more than 28 million viewers. But those games were on January 1st. What do Americans do on New Year's Day? They watch football. People like to watch the New Year's Eve broadcasts on New Year's Eve. Rick Porter is editor of TV by the Numbers. The thing I'm going to be most curious about is if the games being on will affect the primetime portion of the New Year's Eve telecasts. ABC's got some pretty big names lined up to perform on the show. It starts at 8 Eastern. So does the second semifinal game between Alabama and Michigan State. Bob Dorfman is executive creative director at Baker Street Advertising. He thinks some households could be in for a remote control battle. Yeah, you'll probably have multiple screens going in those kind of families. Some people are in one room watching New Year's Rock and Eve, and other people are in the other room watching football. So what does this mean for advertisers? It's expensive to buy ads for these games, and the games being on New Year's Eve could give them pause, especially if the audience is going to be split. But Amy Sheridan says buyers know who they're targeting. She teaches sports and marketing at St. Joseph's University. So I guess the question is, which shows are appealing to which audiences? What's on that's appealing to that male 25 to 54 demographic? Are college playoffs going to celebrate how people celebrate New Year's Eve? It's too early to tell. But ESPN is betting that before you cheer the ball drop in Times Square, you'll be cheering for another touchdown in the fourth quarter. I'm Andy Euler for Marketplace. Let's turn to the job market. It's much better than it was at the end of 2014, but there are also a few persistent problems. Yes, unemployment is down. Job creation is steady to moderately strong. And there are fewer people who are underemployed, long-term unemployed, or working part-time. But here's the thing. Part of the reason the unemployment picture looks better is that there are actually fewer people in the workforce. Marketplace's Mitchell Hartman is here with more. Hi, Mitchell. Hi, Molly. Good to be here. So, Mitchell, help us understand what's going on here. We're not talking necessarily about long-term unemployment, right? This is different? Right. This isn't people who are looking anymore. Long-term unemployed are people who look and look and look, you know, six months, nine months, three years, and still can't find anything. This is people who just aren't even in the job market anymore. It includes the baby boomers, you know, who have hit retirement in the last 10 years. A lot of those people were expected to leave the labor force, but that only accounts for about half of 
of the total number of people that are now kind of missing from the workforce. The rest of them are prime age workers, 25 to 54 is how the Department of Labor defines it, and younger workers. This is 16-year-olds, teenagers up to about age 25, many of whom are still in school. So why is that? Steve Hipple is the labor department economist who sort of ran the numbers and did this analysis. And I asked him what's happening with this population, the teenagers who are not working now. Some researchers have called educational intensity has increased, just a greater focus on school, which I mean, I think it makes sense, you know, earnings increase with education and more educated people are less likely to be unemployed. And let me just say, the key thing is that these teenagers, many of whom used to have, you know, part-time after-school jobs, et cetera, just aren't working at all. One of the reasons is that there aren't as many jobs for them. You know, you need experience to get a job now, employers say, but you can't get experience without having had the job. So it just seems better to focus on school, get out, and then work in your 20s. Does that explain why some of these other groups...